Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wednesday Night Wallet presents Double Double or Nothing 2022. I'm Kyle Joseph, and I am one of the co-hosts today, as we are going to work to get our co-host Rylan in here as well. Very exciting show to talk about uh, for Double or Nothing 2022. Um, a lot, an interesting show to be sure, and something we're going to have to have a discussion on. Uh, about uh, the ending in particular and some of the matches that happened in, in here, uh, the title changes or uh, lack thereof in this show for sure. So I'm just going to work to get Rylan on the line and we will get going on this. Should be exciting to discuss. A uh, very long show, too. It was almost uh, four hours, I think, four hours, 39 minutes it came out to, plus a pre show that. I unfortunately was not able to watch today, so remains to be seen um, if this is going to be the the plan going forward for AEW to have shows of this particular length, or if they're going to plan to instead uh, maybe shorten some of their smaller shows as well. So an exciting show to talk about a lot of matches on this particular card as I pull it up. And a couple surprises, some debuts. Um, one, I was, at least a couple, I was very excited to see. Uh, I, think, I think it was a total of three debuts plus uh, a, you know, an in-ring debut. So that's a that's a pretty good card to start to start with and good matches all around. Some really really good matches all around. So uh, we're going to get into this uh, show right away. Uh, Rylan, are you with us? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Awesome. So it appears that you have joined the show. Uh, so that's exciting. And we're going to get to talk about Double or Nothing. Yes. In our uh, Wednesday Night Wallet Presents Double Double or Nothing. Uh, you, you named it that last year, Kyle, and I, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't not rename it that. Uh, it's great. I, I drank a ton of coffee preparing for this show. What <laughs> What are your overall thoughts on AEW Double or Nothing 2022? Well, it's actually interesting. I, I came out with two very differing thoughts. Uh, one, I don't know there was a bad match on the card. That's like, fair. That's definitely I, fair. I enjoyed everything that happened today. There was a lot, a lot of fun matches, a lot of uh, people, a lot of chaos. Um, a lot of enjoyable wrestling. I, it was it was a good show overall, and I have to say it about that. I will say, in terms of booking, I don't know that a the AEW has had a safer show than this. I, I can agree with you on that, and that is, I don't want to say it's, it, it's part of my concern. Is that this was about as chalk booking as i could probably expect 
not a lot of surprise. In fact, like looking down the card, I think basically almost to a person. Like I think there was one one match that I would say was a little bit of an upset, but almost to a person, they went with uh, the more reliable, more established AEW person. Unless, like in a case like, and we'll talk about the opening match. Uh, in a case like uh, MJF or Wardlow, the only reason they, they were when they didn't do it, it was because you know the story dictated it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll agree with you on that. But is, is there, so like, I don't think it's a it's a detriment to this particular show, but I do think it is interesting. It's it's going to be interesting going forward to see what they decide to do in terms of uh, in terms of booking because. There is a point with, that comes um, where it's it feels a little too safe. And there was a title change, but I don't know if you could have a safer title change than the one they just did. Uh, the, what I will argue with that is that I feel like that match, while it was a safe title change and while it was a safe whatever, was also, like I think, above and beyond what we expect from at least one of those guys. I think that's fair. Um, we'll talk about that match when we get to it. It'll be, it'll be an interesting conversation. Um, do we want to get into the review of the show? I, I want to know, how did you enjoy Double or Nothing this year? Were, was it just you? Was it you and your brother Christian? Like, did you have uh, some so, chips? Like, oh, man. Uh, Christian was working. It was actually just, yeah, it was just me sitting on my laptop uh, watching the show. Uh, unfortunately, um, yeah, it was a little delayed for some of it, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a, it was a quieter double or nothing. I definitely in the future would love, like, I would love to find a place that was showing this and then, you know, watch it in a crowd. Yes. I, and I, I do have some, sorry, go like ahead. I have some AEW, uh, fans, uh, who are friends of mine. It, I don't know if I have enough that I could like host an event, but it's something I definitely would like to do in the future is, you know, watch wrestling together with a group of people. Definitely. Um, I would say one thing, uh, you don't need a lot of people for pro wrestling. Pro wrestling is one of those events where you can have three or four, maybe even less than that people and enjoy it. Like I, tonight I had, uh, my buddy Mick down who was on the show a few weeks ago. And I was also, um, facebook chatting with somebody who is in winnipeg like we we all watch double or nothing together and um the overall opinion was that it, this is this is wrestling in the new generation and it's definitely a lot better than uh we remember it but uh no like wrestling is one of those things where even if you don't have people who watch pro wrestling this is uh this is definitely <laughs> definitely something to, to show people who, who don't normally watch pro wrestling I would say this show in particular is a very good. I don't know. I don't know if there's been a show like their pay-per-views are pretty balanced, but I don't know if there's been a show that has been a bigger like showcase of everything that AEW is about than this one. Yeah, I, I think I could agree with that. Uh, so let's let's get into it. Let's talk about uh, first of all. I unfortunately, as is tradition, I actually tried to uh watch the the pre-show today but i wasn't uh i wasn't able to i had a couple things on at the mo at that time uh did you watch the pre-show i did 
Um, it was a lot of just build towards the pay-per-view. Uh, they've really cut down this pre-show. I think they've realized what WWE has realized is that you can throw 10,000 matches on this, but it really doesn't matter when um, no one's watching. And yeah. th they they put the right match on the pre-show this time around. Uh, Hook and D uh, Dan Housen against uh, uh, Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. Um, yeah, it was it was something. It was definitely something. Um, uh, uh, Hookhausen, as it were, ended up getting the victory in this particular show, which not surprising, but definitely definitely interesting. Um, this was one of those matches that was weird for me. Um, they didn't give Hook a lot. Like he got in the ring, he did some some cool spots. A lot of the stuff was on uh, Smart Mark Sterling. He did get some offense on Tony Nese, but this was just like seven and a half minutes of. I just I I worry I worry about this. I love Downhausen. I love uh, Hook. I I like Tony Nese. I I, I like uh, Smart Mark Sterling, but it just I kind of want Hook to be taken a little bit more seriously. So I think I, worry about I think that this is one of the ones where I think there needs to be a little bit of separation, or I think that these two groups need to be separated because I think Tony Nice needs to start winning some matches. Certainly, and uh, I don't have a problem with Hookhausen being a thing. I don't. Th I think Danhausen being like a uh, Hook's foil is interesting, and if they're going to be like a tag team, I don't have a problem with that because I do think. Hook makes a really good would make a really good like hero spot tag partner. Certainly, yeah. And and plus it means that he doesn't have to wrestle as much, too. You do you don't lose that that special attractive or special attraction nature of, of Hook. And the tag titles are ones that are would be an interesting chase, I think. There's a lot yeah. of good tag teams in the company. Uh I would I would be I would be for that. And you know, it, it's it's entertaining. It, it, like I do think the act is entertaining. They have a, a very much like a, a a Booker T and Goldust type of vibe. <laughs> I've never heard that comparison before, but I like it. I'm here for it for certain. For but sure. but like yeah, it's they're a fun team. I don't think that Downhausen hurts Hook, and I think he can go uh, as well. But I do think this particular matchup just doesn't quite work, in particular because Tony Nice right now could use some wins. Right on TV, I will say he, I'm sure he's winning on the internet, but on TV, uh, it's pay per view clock. T Mobile Arena in Vegas sold out, as they said. Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, Excalibur on the call. Let's get into it MJF versus Wardlow. There's not a lot to say about this match, no, and w I'm shocked about that. I really am. I'm. I will I'm say not, this. I'm not disappointed, but I'm. No. I am shocked that th this match was what it was. They it it was what it had to be. Right. I think. I think. Basically. So, and it's it is interesting because you know if you look back if you look on it like it's probably the worst MJF match that we've seen, especially on a pay per view. Mm -hmm. But. It was just, you know, it was a short match. Wardlow got uh, the fire that he needed. He 
powered through mjf was you know was the coward heel in this particular circumstance and power and wardlow power bombed him what 10 times yes i believe it was 10 times later referenced as eight times but it was definitely 10 um before we get into any more of this do we want to talk about the the mjf uh controversy that happened over the weekend it is interesting I, I don't like we can talk about it for sure i don't know if it really means anything right ultimately but suffice to say mjf was a no-show for a uh, meet and greet and there was speculation that he didn't show up to the pay-per-view until shortly before his match or at least like for i mean for the live crowd it was until he walked out really yeah they uh there's a lot of speculation they didn't know if he was going to be there and then he he was there he he did his job did the match i i'm not sure do you think that maybe this match um was supposed to be more than this and because of this this was what this match was reduced to um no i don't okay I think I don't think this is a punishment. I think this was I think this was always planned. Sure. And uh, I'm I'm kind of okay with it. I don't think this was a. Uh, I don't think it was a bad match. It was just sort of what it had to be as as a match. Right. And I think it was a good decision to make it go first. I think the fans the fans got into it, and then it allowed us to get into some of the heavier wrestling of the night. And and yeah, and, and get into some of the the bigger matches. Well, we we did have the the post match, uh, like send off of MJF. Do you think that he's going to be off TV for a bit? I, it's not a bad idea. Like it, like I think he could be if he wants to be. Like if he wants to take a break for a bit and you know recollect and or do something, that'd be that'd be fine. I don't think that I don't think it's a, a bad situation. Like. He's the type of guy who I want to see take the title, right? And he can't right now. We'll get to that. But suffice it to say, he can't chase that title right now. Right. So, yeah, wait until he can. Bring him back for another feud if you want to. But but then, you know, like, who do you want him to feud with right now? That's a good question like there's there's not a lot of options for him right now and it's almost better to kind of have him off tv kind of waiting for people to you know figure out what his next move is yeah. especially after all this controversy over the weekend like you you, you kind of like look at a guy like mjf like what's this guy's next move and i think to kind of let people sit on that for a little bit is almost smart really yeah i i agree I think that's sort of the direction that I, or that's the direction I think they should probably go. As for Wardlow, I think the sky's the limit right now. Yeah, I think he he could be a, a, a potential contender for the world title, but he has talked about a, a TNT championship run, so like that would also be welcome. I'd say. I I would be fine with either of those chases, but we will see. Young Bucks, accompanied by Brandon Cutler, versus the Hardys. Um, so 
this was a fun match. But it was also it was an interesting one. And we'll get to why. But the mats get into the into the ring, they open, there's a lot of back and forth. At, at some point the fans start chanting Brandon Cutler, which causes Nick Jackson to go over and hit him. I, so I, for, for for reference, I, I did not see this match. I unfortunately lost my feed during this. So this is this is I'm hearing all this for the first time. So Jeff is isolated for a while, and then at some point, and this is where I think some people were disappointed with this match. I was impressed that they were able to get through it. Jeff's boot came undone. So one of Jeff's boots just sort of broke. And he had to wrestle in like this loose boot for the rest of the match, which of course, like almost 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. And of course for Jeff Hardy, who does Jeff Hardy things, this was, this was scary, but he, I mean, I give him credit for getting through it. There was a period where I think they were trying to call things on the fly, which is a little bit awkward in the middle of it with Matt Hardy having to do a lot and Jeff Hardy just sort of not even being on the apron for a while. Anyway, we got a bunch of the the classic Hardy offense. We got a side effect on the apron. We got the poetry in motion was hit. At one, uh, so towards the end, the Young Bucks hit the Hardy's finisher combo. I think Matt does the twist of fade and Nick does the swanton. But that only gets a two count. Then it's time for super kicks, and oh boy, it was a super kick party. So many super kicks on the Hardys. Matt called for more at one point, and he got a whole bunch more. Then they set up the the Jacksons, uh, the the Young Bucks set up the ring apron on its side, and they were going to do something to put Jeff through it. Or to put, uh, they put the ring steps on their side, and they're gonna do something to put do uh, to jump onto Jeff on it, but it didn't work. The Hardys ended up fighting back, and Jeff Hardy hit a swanton bomb on Matt Jackson on the rings on the upturned ring steps, and Jeff Hardy is what four forty five. Maybe yeah, not quite there. that old. Cer- but like, certainly not uh certainly not young enough to be doing spots like this. It was that was a spot. Anyway, Matt comes in into the ring, he gets a twist of fate on Nick for two. He gets a second twist of fate, and Jeff Hardy hits the Swanton Bomb to pick up the victory. The Hardys uh end up I thought this match was really good. It was a little weird in the middle, but like an understandable weirdness, and I was impressed that everybody got through it. We got most of the offense we were kind of expecting from this match, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, with the Hardys going over, do you think that this continues? No. I think the Elite have other things they need to worry about. I also, like, I think the neck, the build immediately right now is, for especially for the Elite, is I think they're going to be building towards whatever their match is going to be on Forbidden Door. Right. 
I don't think there's going to be a lot of programs building to Forbidden Door. But I do think the elite are going to have one. Just because of their history with New Japan. Right. Anna Jay and Jade Cargill for the TBS Championship. Did you watch this one? Yes, I saw all of this, thankfully. Okay. So... We get a nice exchange uh, at the beginning. These two clearly have each other well scouted. They've wrestled before on our ma- match on Rampage, which was great. And this was this was better. Uh, follow and ends at a followaway slam for Jade. She uh, kips up as she does. She hits a uh, sort of a top rope attack, which you don't see Jade Cargo going to the top rope that often, but she definitely tried it a couple times here. Yes. Anna Jay hits a superplex. And then uh, the only down downside of the match is she tries like a top rope blockbuster and misses it slightly. It does take down Jade Cargill, and then uh, Cargill sort of takes a breather. Anna Jade deals with the baddies by hitting a double DDT on both of them on the floor. Back in the ring, we get a thrust kick from Jade Cargill, and then out comes Smart Mark Sterling. He distracts the referee. While sliding a crutch in the ring for Jade Cargill to use, but Jade Cargill doesn't get to it first because he didn't do his job very well. And Anna Jay hits with uh, hits um, Jade Cargill with the crutch and then uses it uh, as an assist for uh, a submission for a little bit, and then ends up tossing it away before the referee is able to see it. And that was the end for Mark, Smart Mark Sterling. I don't even think he stuck around at this yeah, point. He like th- this. This kind of happened weird, but yeah, th- definitely he was he was gone pretty quick. Cargill hits the eye of the storm for for a two. She then goes for jaded, but we get a really great counter into the Queen Slayer. This was slick. And Jay has Queen Slayer locked in for a while, but Cargill finally gets her feet to the ropes. And then it's Bivens. Rylan? It's Stokely. It's actually Stokely. Stokely Hathaway shows up, and he is the manager that Smart Mark Sterling could never be. Wow. He comes. hmm? Wow. He comes out, gets the distraction, uh, allows Jade Cargill to hit super jaded off of the the top rope to pick up the victory. Oh, I, sorry, I forgot what happened to Smart Mark Sterling. He got slammed by by John Silver. That's what happened. That's right. Yes, that did happen. So, super jaded for the win. Uh, the match was good, and the baddies are now managed by Stokely Hathaway. Yes. Yes, I Which, am a big fan of this. This was great. take all my money. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking speaking of, they start beating up and or, or they start beating up Anna Jay in the post match, uh, which a lot which causes Chris Statlander to come out and make the save. And then to even the odds, they needed somebody else, and Athena makes her debut. The fallen goddess. The fallen goddess Athena is now uh it it has been made official she is all elite and 
Yes, please. I texted you at this point. Uh, I hadn't seen her debut yet, but I, I knew I knew you were popping for Bivens at home. And, oh, yeah. And you, you responded huge. Uh, and as you were responding, I saw the Athena debut, and I was also popping. I thought, she's super talented, uh, an absolute must-have on your women's roster, especially when you're building a women's roster. Um, just, just great. So I was super happy with this. I cannot be more excited if if that's the the trio that's going to be facing the baddies in in matches going forward. Yes, please. Yes. And Athena being the next person to take a shot at Jade Cargill's title, I would be for that. Yeah, yeah. But d- here's my thing though: Athena is a woman that I want to see succeed and succeed as as quick as quick as possible. I don't want to see her lose to Jade. I don't mind her losing to Jade if she gets a second shot at it. Sure. Okay. And, like, and I think I think it can be a longer happens. And it can be a longer feud, I think. Her and and, and uh, Athena. Sure. For those uh just for, for our listeners who don't know, um I mentioned that Stokely Hathaway is in fact um Malcolm Bivens was his name in, in WWE. For those who don't know, Athena is Ember Moon from WWE. Yes. So, so we, we had some big debuts. Yes. Uh, one more big debut to come, yes. which, oh boy. Uh, there's so much to talk about. <laughs> yes. Uh, but first, we got to get to the match of the night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I... I know, maybe not for you, but... But, but I assume for a lot of people. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a close number two for me. Let me tell you, House of Black versus Death Triangle is uh easy front runner for match of the year for me this was bananas <laughs> which is also something you said to me yeah first of all lucha pack uh pack comes out with his with his uh lucha mask all of the house of black have their uh faces painted very intricately might i say and, and they should keep the look they really should yes. keep because I think it suits them. I think it makes Buddy Murphy look different, and I think that's something he desperately needs. Don't get me wrong. I think the gear all matched tonight, and I think that was great. But Buddy Murphy's a guy who I think needs uh, a Buddy different... Matthews. I think you should sorry, say. Bu- Buddy. Sorry, Buddy Matthews. Buddy, I've been playing a lot of two K. Yes. Um, uh, Buddy Matthews is a guy who I feel like needs a, a darker look, and this was perfect. This was absolutely perfect, and I wouldn't have changed anything about it. This, oh, Kyle, get into this match. Oh, this match was. I mean, I only have but so many notes for this because consider the the six people in the ring. Yes, it, it, w- w- I when I was together with everybody watching this show, we had all said, well, not all of us. One of us had never watched an AEW pay per view before, so uh, we were teaching him. Uh, but me and Mick specifically had said, if you pair any of these six guys one on one together, it's a fantastic match. Yeah. So imagine and, what yeah. happens. So Phoenix and Black open. They have a really great exchange. Um, these both of these teams match up so well, and the early exchanges were so good. They had then they had Penta go in there with Buddy Matthews. Boy, those two can run. 
and they just like back and forth with the strikes and counters. It was crazy. Brody King comes in. He he goes toe to toe with Pac, which was fantastic. And he hits some big clubbing blows. We'll move uh, just so uh, it's just going to be highlights mostly uh, for this. Pac's poison Rana was disgusting. That was a yeah. that was a fantastic poison Rana. I don't know that I've ever seen a boss man slam better than Brody King's. I, I think Brody King showed up to this match to show out, and he got every opportunity to do so. Yes. Penta and Phoenix hit a, a combination topic on Hilo. We get a triple combination as they try to fight or bring down Brody King, but he manages to kick out for all of them. Then... Big man tries a Topicon Hilo of his own. <laughs> it was a little bit scary. Yes, but he did. He did. He hit it enough. Right. Um, as we move on here, what else do we have in here? Dante's Inferno gets broken up by Death Triangle. Or gets a two count as it's broken up by Death Triangle. Pac hits a really great. Uh, Brainbuster on Malachi Black for two. Buddy Matthews, my my heart goes out to you. That Canadian destroyer on the apron. So, so my buddy who doesn't watch wrestling normally had never watched AEW before. Just sits there and just watches this watches this happen and just goes, "There's not enough room for that to be safe." Like at all, like there's that guy probably is feeling that for days. It's, it's crazy. Uh, Black wipes out the Lucha Bros with with kicks. He was in trouble. He was in trouble here in the bit, but he manages to now knock them both out with uh, with black masses. Pac gets the better of him. He low blows Black off a distraction. Then he goes for the Black Arrow, but the lights go out, and when the lights come back. It's Julia Hart, Julia Hart with the black mist on Pac. And we get black mass for the victory. This is this is great. Uh are you turned on the mist yet or what? Like um, Julia Hart hits the mist. I'm like, give me all the mist. Yes. Mist everybody. Julia uh, Hart can Julia Hart can hit the mist. I'm cool with that. This it, it's it's a manager involvement and like her as like their valet. Yes, please. Yes. Uh, also, I was very saddened by her. She uh, she tweeted out um, uh, earlier this week that it's really fun to be 20 in Vegas. Which I, I can't imagine how frustrating that would be. The image of her walking away with these three deranged looking individuals was horrifying. Was, yep. uh, like as a parent, I don't even have a daughter. <laughs> Like, but if I was her dad watching this, I'd be like, I don't like any of this, any of this. <laughs> they're they're a bad influence to be sure. Oh. But, but yeah, uh, actually, what's going to be very interesting is to see uh, if we get a reaction from from Pillman and uh, and what's his Garrison. name Griff and Garrison. Garrison. Yes, I, I I I I think it's guaranteed we're going to. The question is. Are these guys going to turn too? That's a good question. And, I don't know. Honestly, for both of them, I wouldn't mind it. 
Yeah. But, like, this... If this is the end of the feud, what a way to end it. Yeah. I hope it... I Honestly, I hope it is because I feel like they've been doing this with this team for a long time. But you're right. Like, this match for... <laughs> this is one of the best six-man tags I've ever seen. One of yep. the better uh, matches in AEW I've seen in a long time. Uh, especially with this combination because I feel like they've done this storyline for quite some time, but like these teams have not had a match at this caliber to this point. And I'm so happy that we got to watch it though. Well, it was nice to see a full strength Ray Phoenix. Yes. Which I think helped out a lot, but yeah, everything about this was fantastic. And yeah, I am very excited to see where we go from here, but we should move on. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Um, I don't know. It because they don't need to like I. They don't need to chase titles. They could like all of them are more than talented enough to be three belt holders, but they don't necessarily need to chase titles. But they want to if if the goal is to drag people down to their level, like they they stole Julia Hart now. Right. Who do you who do you go after? Were you trying to like they're they're if they're embrace if they're gonna be embrace the hate king? I, I would love I would love to see them against the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm. But oh, yeah. but it looks like there's a direction for that, and I don't wanna like interfere with that. So let's let's move on with though with the show. Yeah, we'll move on. Samojo, Adam Cole. I don't have a ton of notes for this because uh one, it wasn't it wasn't horribly long, and, t- and it was a very good match. But um, Joe was overpowering Cole early, and the story of the match early on was that Cole was targeting Joe's shoulder, and, and Joe was trying to put Cole away with whatever strength he had. He ends up countering Panama Sunrise into like a sit-out knee breaker. This is a really great, this is a fun move. Yes. We get a big boot. And a senton by Joe for two. Then he hits a big lariat, gets a two count. Later we get a high knee by Cole for two. Joe manages to turn a power bomb into the STF. We get a distraction from Bobby Fish, which serves as a slight distraction, uh, but it is enough for Cole to turn things around. Shoulder super kicks, several of them, and then the boom, it gets the ultimate victory. I don't know if this match lived up to like what some people were expecting it to be. But I thought it was very good. Right. I do I do I do wonder if some people were like thinking this was going to like go into dream match territory. You know what? I think part of me thought that it might and I thought that we might get, you know, a, a lot more of a you know, pure wrestling match between the two of them. They 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 had a good match. It was 12 and a half minutes. They they were given enough time. It just for me it felt like it didn't get to the next level. And um I, I would say that about both of the Owen Hart women's or uh uh foundation tournament matches. Uh, I felt like both of them were really great matches, just didn't get to that next level. Yeah. But I do, uh, I do think they had to. I like. I think those those matches always had to be shorter. 
Right. For one, just because I think they're gonna, they gotta power through. And for two, um, I think that they had to they had to be together to do the 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 interview afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Or to to get their their titles anyway, or they had to be like you know. Like I, I can't imagine it, how how it would go if like one of them was like gushing blood or something like that, you know? Sure, sure. But regardless, I thought it was a good match. I, it it does leave room for another one in the future. Yeah, I think that this is it, it could be far from over. Doctor Britt Baker, Ruby Soho, Soho, um. They they counter each other back and forth a bit. Uh, Soho hits a shotgun drop cut off the apron, which was awesome. She then suplexes Baker onto the floor, but Baker is dangerous on the outside. She ends up put uh she ends up throwing uh, Ruby around a bit, and then gets her in back in the ring and puts the boots to her. She drapes Soho around the corner, and goes to the outside to lock in a hold, sort of grabbing her uh, and, and stretching her off the off the turnbuckle which was interesting. We get back into the ring. Uh, she hits a Russian leg sweep and an abdominal locks in an abdominal stretch. They go to the corner. Ruby hits a super kick or a super flex, which gets both women to go down. They then get in the middle of the ring. And we get a slug, but fast, which both of them end up going down from this as well. Britt manages to counter no future into a super kick. Ruby manages to counter the stomp back. Saito suplex followed by a senton for two. Britt then drops Ruby from the top rope uh, and hits a stomp, which gets a two. She then tries to get the lockjaw on, but Ruby manages to counter into no future. Ruby then locks in a sharpshooter, and it's a long sharpshooter. But Britt yeah, does find... So we're going to make the ropes uh, before anything. I want to talk about this. So this was the first attempt at yes. sharpshooter on this show. Yes. And yes. it did not look good. Yes. Uh, and it did not look good at all on this show, but uh, we'll go, we'll, yeah. we'll get into it. The, the second sharpshooter was no better. The third sharpshooter wasn't even that wasn't that much better either. Like at least the feet were planted, but my god. Um Ruby hits a victory roll, but Britt counters the victory roll into one of her own and picks up the pinfall victory. I was ultimately it was I'm fine with the decision, but again, we'll we'll get into it at the end. I think it was it, this is one in particular that felt like it was really safe. Um, I yeah, I, I think that given the the speech that uh, Martha Hart uh, gave, um, shout out to her hat. That was a, a badass hat that she was wearing. Yeah, uh, and she made note of it too. <laughs> she did. Oh, she wants she wants this to be the Kentucky Derby out here, man. She, she is not the queen of hearts. She is the queen of hats. Um. But anyway, <laughs> given the speech that she gave and given the moment that was the inaugural uh, handing of the titles and the cup 
to both competitors. Uh, I think it made sense. Like, I feel like it would have been weird if it was Adam Cole and Ruby Soho up there. And I think yeah. it would have been weird if it was Britt Baker and Samoa Joe up there. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, but I will say I, I agree with you that it was safe. I feel like Joe or Soho really could have used that win. And Cole doesn't necessarily need it, and neither does Britt Baker. So, like, uh, like cool, cool moment for the the king and queen of the hearts in yes. AEW or whatever it is. Um, but eh, it was it was just kind of there for me. And this is their big pay per view, so that's two matches in a row that were just kind of there. We'll move on to the opposite of there. Yeah. Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, Page Van Zandt versus Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Conti. Um, There's so much. There's Ty so Conti much. doing Maleficent cosplay was fantastic. Yeah, uh, Ty Conti dressed in a, a, a burlap sack would be fantastic, Kyle. So, like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. Maleficent I just... has never been more evil slash yummy. Uh, is that appropriate? <laughs> Sammy Guevara was the most hated heel on the show. Oh my god, he was. <laughs> His music such, hit. In such a weird role, too. You're against yeah. the heels. The, Except the they're not. Over they, they clearly weren't. And that's the thing about it. Is that, like, are they going to go back to being heels? Yeah, maybe. But they sure weren't heels tonight. Which was interesting. It was interesting because Kaz was a face too. Yeah, Kaz had a yeah. fantastic match. K- K- Kaz had not only a fantastic match, but the best line of the match too. When he <laughs> called out to Sammy Guevara, "You stupid son of a bitch! What are you doing?" Which was fair. He was, <laughs> he was not wrong. Um, so Sky and Kaz get into the ring and they stare down, and I like I was excited to see these two go at it because. They've they've only had a one prior encounter, uh, or like they only had a couple prior encounters, and and they've always been great. Uh, but of course, Guevara blind tags himself in, and we get Ethan Page tagging in. Sammy manages to turn Ego's Edge into a Hurricane Rana. Uh, Page hits a grill press power slam, which gets a two count. Sky and Kaz do eventually get in. They they have each other very well scouted. Which uh, leads to a very fun exchange between the two. Sky then delivers some uh, body blows to Guevara. Guevara comes back to Sky hitting a double springboard cutter. But every bit of offense that Sammy Guevara did, he either had to pose or go and kiss uh, Ty Conti. Even she seemed annoyed by it by the end. She did. She, she's like, all right, get the fuck off of me already. Uh, Sammy and Ty hit a double suplex on Sky when the referee is distracted. Ty, like, Ty Conti was going full heel the, in this match. Kaz and Sammy Guevara, surprise, aren't getting along. Scorpio Sky hit a great flatliner on Kaz. And at some point, Kaz like Kaz just hates Guevara throughout this. Finally, we get Van Zant who tags in. She had some strikes, back suplex, and a tornado DDT on Guevara, which Guevara did all the work for. 
Yes. Michinoku Driver by by Van Zant, which gets a two count. Conti comes back. She gets a judo takedown and some pump kicks, but only gets a one count. Uh, Ty then hits a face buster. And then at some point, Sammy Guevara and Ty are, are kissing in the ring. And the, the faces, the, yeah, then stare them down. And Kaz just throw the bales on them. And they get beat down for a bit. At some point, we get into the comedy parts of this where this was um, comedy parts of this. It, it was um van zant slams uh ty conti face first into sam into sammy's deck which he sold amazingly also and then of course um remember uh in triple a where uh that that gif came out and everyone was celebrating it of, of Penta super kicking Ty Conti. Sure. Uh, it turns out this was not the worst super kick that she is going to take. Uh, because <laughs> She sold every bit of this and I don't think she sold any of it at the same time. Like, my uh, God. Sammy, Sammy super kicked Ty Conti. Uh, it, to fuck he didn't back again. Like, my yeah. God um yeah and so kaz has to come in and try to do everything he is knocking out everybody he is going all over hitting offense on on everybody but scorpio sky manages to get the better of him tko on kaz for the victory face scorpio sky is great and this match was surprisingly fun and you know what the best part is Rowan? what's that it's over yeah yeah, this this the stipulation was that Sammy and uh, Frankie can't challenge for the title now. So you're right, it's over. It's over because they can't challenge Sky for the title. No, oh, sorry, yeah, they can't challenge Sky, but but that's okay because as yeah. far as I'm concerned, I want that guy to hold the title, like yeah. fucking really hold the title more than anyone else has. And it's over. It is. It is over. So uh, yeah, that... this match was okay. So I gotta ask, what did you think of Paige Van Zandt? Um, eh. yeah, I'm with you. I'm honestly, I'm with you. She, she was fine. Her strikes looked fine. Rousey. Yeah, her strikes looked fine. Uh, there was no, she didn't really break into any submissions, which she's not like. Like, because Rousey's a submission specialist. Right. Whereas Van Zant was more of uh, a boxer. Like, she was a striker. Yeah. And her strikes look good. Her, she didn't, but it didn't, like, lead to anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, the Michinoku driver, she hit it. It was, you know, not fantastic. I do think, I, I, I wish there was a bit more, um, like wrestling between her and and i do like i think the majority of like wrestling was done by um which isn't surprising i guess with conti having a a judo background but like yeah this was she was fine 
But, you know, we'll see what happens beyond that. Uh, shall we move on? Please. Darby Allen, Kyle O'Reilly. Moving on to something that was, like, not advertised until, what, Rampage? Yeah. And delivered, uh, like, above and beyond expectations in less than 10 minutes. It was it was short and very good. Oh, my God. And, and Darby man, Allen. Darby Take Allen is... Off. Take a week yes. off, man. Holy yeah. fuck. Uh, but except the problem is I worry that any vacation time you were to give to Darby Allen, he would do something less safe than this. That's almost impossible. But like <laughs> let's let's get into it. Strikes to open for Kylo Riley. He's taking clear advantage of this match early. But Darby Allen rallies back as he's one to do. Low drop kick, code red for two. He then hits that over the top stunner that he hits. Oh, uh, they go to the outside, he, and then that causes Kyle O'Reilly to roll to the outside. And then Darby Allen tries to hit a suicide dive, and fails. I will emphasize the word suicide. Yeah, he fails at that suicide dive. I will he, say uh, the opening of this match. I I want to make the point, and I'm sorry to interrupt, um, but Darby Allen can catches can catches uh, catch can wrestle with anybody. That guy is yeah. fantastic. And it, it, you don't you, you look at that guy and you're like, okay, he's the stunt guy. No, he's more than that. He's oh, absolutely, he's a great wrestler. Him. Yeah. So I I thought that go on. Uh, I think his stuff with with Strickland, ironically, showed off some of his wrestling ability too. Often he doesn't necessarily get the chance to do it as much because he's out like weighed by his opponent. Right. But yeah, he's a great wrestler. Um, this suicide dive. Uh, it just he clipped he clipped the the ropes and he it was supposed to be a low one to begin with which is always harder to do because the goal was what they did immediately after this they set it up on the other side oh uh, Allen tries a suicide dive O'Reilly catches him in a chokehold off of it but the referee comes out and reminds him that you can't win the match outside <laughs> so they added it back into the ring. Allen gets in what I will call a modified Scorpion Deathlock. Um, here's the thing. Does Bret Hart need to do like open a sharpshooter class? I think so, because like, holy fuck, man. This was bad. This is a show that honored Owen Hart twice. Twice. Yep. And and we can't lock a sharpshooter in properly? My nope. God. Nope. And, and not only that, but you've got veterans on this roster who have done it weeks prior in this tournament perfectly. Yep. You've got FTR. CM yeah. Punk has done it. Uh, yeah. you, you've got all these guys. The, never mind Bret Hart. You don't need to get him out of Calgary. He can stay at home. Let the veterans teach these guys, because holy <laughs> fuck, man. Like, Sting has never done a good sharpshooter, but Darby Allen made it worse. That's why, that's why I said it was modified. Yeah, modified is a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> that's a stretch, my friend. So, <sighs> Darby then gets... Kyle O'Reilly caught in the ropes. 
and hits a coffin drop onto the apron in a rope caught Kyle O'Reilly. And why? Yeah. It looked like it hurt him more than it hurt O'Reilly for sure, because he bounced off of him and just hit the hit the outside. And I'm just like, nah. He, I think, feel like you took more of that. Um, we get a coffin drop get, again, attempt for the victory, but he gets it gets countered in the cross arm breaker. Kyle O'Reilly manages to get up, hits three penalty kicks, or he was starts choking uh, Allen with his his chain. And then hits yes. three penalty kicks for the and a diving knee drop to pick up the victory. Uh this was really good. Yeah. It was short. Well, this, it delivered. It, Kyle O'Reilly looked like a boss. Kyle O'Reilly's been booked really strong singles wise. Like mm. I, I'm not sure he's lost in a singles capacity minus Samoa Joe. Yeah. And and uh, like that's not a guy who I expect Kyle O'Reilly to necessarily beat. So like that doesn't I think hurt him. Um but no, this match was was again bananas. Uh these I, guys threw a caution to the wind and did everything they could to be the best uh they could be in the position they were on the card and again, under 10 minutes over delivered. Yeah, for sure. Uh Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa. I thought this is well placed on the card. Yes. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, I, I didn't want it any sooner, but I also didn't want it any later. I did not want this match to be the match in between the, the big brawl and the main event. Yeah. Um, this was Matt wrestling. Yes, it was. And we're going to talk get, about that. We get some inventive uh, early mat spots, counters between these two back and forth. Thunder Rosa locks in a pendulum at one point. Rosa gets the advantage in a rope running sequence. It's just counters back and forth early on. There's a lot of uh, stuff that, that they do back and forth to try to get the advantage from one another, but neither is able to put the, even the, put the other away or even like get into that area code. Deeb... Gets a shoulder-draped reverse full Nelson. Um, in the cor- And then Rosa hits some impressive corner offense. We get a Northern Lights suplex from Rosa. That gets a two-count. Deep hit, or gets an octopus stretch in. And then uh, hits a corner neck snap for two, which I think she was on the bottom rope for that to do that. Rosa manages to roll a Russian leg sweep through into an STO. Deeb comes back with a stretch muffler, too. They break. Uh, they clothesline each other, and both wrestlers go down. Um, if oh, Speaking of surprises, so Rosa goes top rope, gets a top rope stomp to the back, and then hits a Death Valley tri- driver, and uh, I bit on that near fall. Yeah, I thought that was that was it for sure. D blocks in a figure four. Crowd goes into the woos. She then hits detox, which, uh, yeah, Thunder Rosa kicks out of that. So then we get the serenity lock by Deeb. That's not working. So she transitions into a power bomb, then gets into the Texas clover clover relief, but nothing is putting Thunder Rosa away. Finally, we get into the uh, we they fight into the corner. 
we get a, all the way to the top rope, superplex into a fire thunder driver by Rosa, and that picks up the victory. I thought this was great. It was it was really good. It was really good. Um, I it took a minute for me to get into this. They gave them seventeen minutes, so like I'm gonna say that I'm very happy that the the women got as long as they did, especially with a program that I feel like. Um, not to, like for, for me, Serena Deeb's like the best wrestler on the roster, and I love mm. Thunder Rosa as the champ, but like I feel like it was kind of a background player on this card, and it, it, it was had the potential to be a dark horse match, it had the p- potential to steal the show, really. Um, I don't think it did that, I think that it served its purpose. Uh, Thunder Rosa went over, and they had a really good match. I I'm not going to be like in a rush to watch this one again. In any, I think like... to me, it was just, it was a nice change of pace. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Especially after Kyle O'Reilly and Darby Allen, like you, you really need to kind of slow that crowd down because you're about to go nuts. In the yeah. Next match. Like and I think nuts. that's what I'm saying is I think it was very well placed in the, in the card because it was a really good, like it was a very good, because we didn't we didn't have a really good technical match up to that point, right? And yeah, I think we had, we had two attempts at a really good technical match, but none delivered like this one did. Yeah, and I thought this was really good. Like again, I I agree with you. I tend to be more on the high flying side of things. It's not even that. It's it's that the fact that I think that this match was seventeen minutes, and I don't think I was hooked until it was ten minutes in. That's fair. I think it was just, it was interesting because like Serena Deeb is so good at mat wrestling, right? And Thunder Rosa just brought it as just as much. I, like it's, it was interesting because Thunder Rosa is such an interesting wrestler because she has so many different ways that she can wrestle. Uh, like her matches with um, now I'm trying to remember. Yeah, uh, her matches with Britt Baker were so different than this. You know what I mean? Yes. And yeah, I think it's interesting that she, she's able to go to someone else's style and still beat them. Uh, what are notes? Jericho Appreciation Society versus Society versus Eddie <laughs> Kingston, Santana and Ortiz in the Blackpool Combat Club. I don't That's have for, for the first 10 minutes, Kyle, was a bar fight. Um, Justin Roberts. Uh, this is a call. It's Anarchy in the Arena. Justin Roberts uh, just comes out and he goes to introduce the match. He says, shit's about to hit the fan. And then the calls it the, the anarchy in the arena. Jericho squad came out like a boy band. Yes. Yes. This was fantastic. It was like the backstreet boys met blink 182 from circa 1999. It was great. They all had uh, white pants, white vests, and white berets. Um, Matt, which which one do you think Jake Hager is in the boy band? Uh, definitely AJ. Definitely. <laughs> um. Meanwhile, they uh the the black uh the faces come down to wild thing. And then Wild Thing doesn't stop playing. For about 10 minutes. And they're just like fighting to Wild Thing. 
I don't have notes for this. I have notes for like some stuff at the end, but right. suffice there, to say, this they fall. This is a brawl with so many camera cuts that anyone with motion sickness was probably dying watching this. This was a lot. It to to start to start once I I feel like once they got focused in this match, yeah. uh, it got better. But it started really kind of rough. And, and so Kingston was in the concourse. First of all, um, who was it that started bleeding first? Matt Menard. Matt Menard bled. <laughs> like <laughs> my buddy, my buddy who doesn't watch wrestling is like, holy crap, that guy is juiced. Just yep. And Eddie Kingston goes out into the concourse. He gets fight. He gets into a fight. It involves blood and mustard. Um, we'll get to him later. I don't, I have the least notes for him. Moxley. First of all, Jericho breaks the soundboard to stop Wild Thing, which the crowd boos about. I even the announcers were having trouble making sense of what was happening. Yes, it was really fast paced. Then everybody's fighting everybody. They're up in the stands. They're around the ring. There was some fighting in the ring, but mostly it was concentrated outside of it for quite a while until Moxley came in and he just undid the the top rope and got rid of it. Who needs that? (laughs) There are two matches yet to come. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, we don't need that top rope. That's that's for that's for people who don't fight like this. Um, he starts using the turnbuckle as a weapon, and then uh, so at this point, it's Mox and Danielson in the ring with Hager and Jericho. At which point. Eddie Kingston comes in with a can of gasoline. My God. Holy fuck, Kyle. This was like out of a horror movie. First of all, Eddie Kingston is covered in blood. Yes. Most of which is probably not his. Yeah, sure. But there was a lot of it that was, and the amount that was made this guy look like like a zombie or some sort of like horror movie villain that is ending the the movie with like a dramatic fire scene. And this was terrifying. This like to to anyone who watched this, who doesn't have any context to this, they were like, what the fuck is this? Uh, I had context and I was still. Yes. Um, He pours the gasoline onto both Jericho and Danielson who had Jericho locked in a a hold. Danielson unsurprisingly takes exception to this (laughs) and starts fighting with Kingston. Mox tries to separate the two and Jericho hits them all with chairs. John Moxley. Um, For the sake of, of... you, you you have a wife and young child. As soon as he pulled out that barbed wire, 
somebody's going to have a bad day, and it's probably Mox. And he had a worse sentiment. The same sentiment that was in the room that I was in was, oh, you're pulling that out? I guess that's going to be your fate. He puts it on top of a table. The idea is that the table is supposed to break and he's supposed to fall into barbed wire. What actually happened was he got pushed into a barbed wire table and the barb and the table didn't break and he was just strung up in barbed wire. Um he was trying not to move for the rest of this <laughs> because if you you know the thing where you move in barbed wire and it rips your skin off even if this is just like razor wire don't d- bad um yeah that table not giving was just awful yeah danielson manages to kick out of a beating at the hands of jericho and hager he gets yes kicks on everybody he's going crazy Hits the Psycho Knee onto Jericho with the chair, and that still gets a two count. But then Jericho catches Danielson into a boss or into the walls of Jericho, and then transitions it to a single legged crab so that John Moxley could choke him out. Or so that's right, Jake Hager could choke him out with the with the ring rope. And Danielson goes out. What did we watch? I, a bar fight. A bar fight that just broke out all over the arena. It was everything it was advertised to be. It was anarchy <laughs> in the arena. I think, and I don't like, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure I heard an anarchy chant at, at some point in this match. This match, got, I, uh, this is awesome chance. I cannot imagine how hard this match was to watch for the live crowd. But if yeah. this match got a this is awesome chant, there's, there was something about it that worked. And like, I'm not going to say that this is a match of the year candidate. For me, it was one of the best matches on the card, though. Like, this this was everything it needed to be. We I, Like, Santana and Ortiz with their big table spot. Uh, like, like Matt Menard and his ridiculous amount of um, <laughs> his ridiculous amount of of bleeding, uh, like when he was coming down the steps to, to to celebrate, like he just was the dried blood on that guy. It was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, this match was ridiculous. And, it was, but to that point, it I think that it also delivered. In, in in a certain aspect this this feud obviously continues i think like you have to think so right like or else else some combination of these people involved in i think for Bendor, i assume right like i feel like that pay-per-view might be a break from the normal storylines it could be but um, it, it, i think it's an opportunity to reset some of them but like this one i think is going to continue right um let's move on oh we gotta talk about uh man andrade yes yes andrade is in a room with jose the assistant and he points out that his team sucks (laughs) which (laughs) 
boy. That's... I bought this team and they suck. <laughs> so, that's, awfully, uh, that's awfully on the nose and like not inaccurate, but still, geez. Um, so he needs, he needs a new person. And that person knocks on the door and he's dressed very similar to Andrade and Drush. Uh, Roosh is joining Andrade's uh, society. Rylan, what are your thoughts on this? This is fan-fucking-tastic, man. Like, this is this is L-I-J, but without the J, man. This is L-I. Fly, bro. Fly. Um, no, this is, this is great. I, I, like, this is a, a chance for a group that was formed on a non-American television program to be, you know, highlighted in a way. And uh, it's something for Andrade to get away from this group that um, while it's on the nose, they kind of suck. Like, like, and I don't mean that they suck as in they're terrible wrestlers. I mean, like the group itself does not fit Andrade. He doesn't need them. And Roosh is a much better combination with the guy. Um, first of all, I got to point this out. Uh, Nyla Rose, uh, found the, uh, um, on Twitter found the, uh, photo, uh, from Grand Theft Auto of Trevor holding a gas can. It's yes. Eddie Kingston. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Accurate. Nyla, Nyla tweeted like a ridiculous amount during this pay-per-view. All of them. Great tweets. Great tweets. And oh, Julie, Julia Hart's costume scares me. I'm not looking at Twitter anymore. Um, she terrifies me in a way that a person her age shouldn't. No. Um, yeah. Let's move on. Tag match. I have a lot of notes for this. This was chaos. <laughs> it was good. Do, do you have any spots you want to point out? All of them. This this was like 18 minutes of greatness. Uh, this um, great. Jungle Boy tr- uh, getting caught by Keith Lee and uh, getting powerbombed onto the back of Luchasaurus. How long Keith Lee held him? Like, <laughs> the strength of that man. Like, that's... I know Jungle Boy is kind of like a light and fluffy guy compared to, like, some of the guys on the roster, but, like, you still held a grown-ass man for, like, easy 25 seconds. Like... Yeah. Then, um... I mean... I'm trying to even... Uh, the swerve moonsault, or, like, springboard moonsault off of Keith Lee to the outside... Was another highlight moment. I don't know if you have any in particular that you want to point out, but I just, if I not, love, we can get to the I, finish. What is what is Keith Lee and Swerve called again? I don't think they had a name. I wasn't no, sure. They, they they announced them as something like Swerve in 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 your glory or in the glo- in their glory. Yeah, something like that. Um, they hit their finisher, which is a power bomb and a stomp combined on Jungle Boy, and it was just yeah. fan fucking tastic. Like, so, so all these guys work together so well. Yeah, they do. 
So suffice to say that was we'll get we'll get to the finish. That was the start of that finish. Uh Lucha Luchasaurus breaks it up. Then they go to try to take him again take him down again. Luchasaurus uh or I think was a powerhouse Hobbs had broken up that pen, right? Yes. And then he takes out Keith Lee. Then Swerve is left on his own, and the Lucha Bros manage to retain with their finisher. And uh, I mean, Ricky Starks was taken out by he was trying to hit to somebody with the belt, but Christian Cage got to him. And yeah, champs retain. Yeah, I. It was a great match. Yeah, really good tag match. I do wonder who's going to take them down. Yeah, it, it. This we both. I think we both predicted that they would lose. Did we not? Yeah, I think I had Swerve and Lee. So this, this and I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. When they won, I was shocked. So th- this is one of those ones that it, it's a pickle. Like who who beats them because they've beaten the Bucks, they've beaten uh, Red Dragon, they've beaten Keith Lee and, and Swerve, they've beaten Ricky Starks and Hobbs, they've beaten the Acclaimed, they've beaten a bunch of teams. So who um, is going to be the team? Because I don't think House of Black's going to chase for a tag title. Um, the Ass Boys. Boy, you know, whoa! I forgot to even mention that. Um, that happened. They they were partying in Vegas and and Billy Gunn found them passed out in the he hotel got the room. Man, man. He did. Um, I, here's all the, of, I, all I, of the how about this the ass boys combination. All of that, I want more of it. <laughs> I agree. Um, <laughs> Andrade and Roosh, maybe. There you go. That's that's a good combination. I think I think those two seem like a good pair to take down these two, right? I would I, can't, I can't think of anybody else. It's, it's, I I mean it could be the Hardys, but boy, it shouldn't be the Hardys. <laughs> main event. I have no notes for the main event. Um, because I wasn't able to get I was only able to watch it quickly and was not able to take notes. Uh, do you have notes for this? I don't, but we can talk about it because I know we're going to disagree on it. So I, I feel like there's, there's conversation to be had. I'm just going to say this. Kyle, well, well, hmm? uh, I think this was the perfect wrestling match. I think this is the best match CM Punk has had in AEW. I think it's the best match Hangman Page has ever had in AEW. Uh, I'll let you go now. Match ends with Hangman Page setting up to win um, setting up to hit him with the belt. Yes. He, he had that the confliction, the moment of, am I going to be a heel or am I going to be a babyface? And he chose babyface. And it cost him. And <laughs> he tries to 
tries to hit the buckshot lariat. Yeah, and it and doesn't work. It does not. It, he goes right into the... Uh, CM Punk eventually hits him with the GTS, picks up the victory, balls his eyes out. Um, I'm going to say this. This match was fantastic. It, these guys work so well together. They should have more matches. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of feel like it doesn't call for a rematch right now, but like when these guys do it again, it's going to be great. Like they hit each other with every move that they were supposed to hit each other with perfectly. Minus the fact that CM Punk did fuck up the buckshot lariat twice, but, but having a good commentary team is crucial. And I feel like they covered those tracks very well. He's not perfected this move like uh, Hangman has. So he's going to screw it up. Of course he is. It's a hard move to hit. This is uh, Kyle, can you flip over the top rope and hit a clothesline? No. I and to make it smooth, too. Yeah. Because that's, so, that's the thing about Buckshot is how smooth it is. Yes, exactly. And Punk is not known necessarily for his smoothness. But Kyle, like, if you have an opportunity, please go back and watch this to the fullest extent that you can. Because this match was, for me, perfect. Like I said, the best match CM Punk has had in AEW. The best match that Hangman Page has had in AEW. I, I thought it was very good. Are you asking me if it's better than, than Page Omega or, or Page Danielson? Either of them? No, I'm not. I, I, no. I, I would put it up there with both. I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's better or, or like, but it's it, for me on the same level. This is Here's I think, what his I... biggest, his biggest moment. Um, and I don't feel like he was hurt by losing either. Here's what I will say. I don't want to, I'm going to, I'll make, I'm going to do a little bit of monologuing, but I don't want to be too, too long on this. The thing about nostalgia is that it's a drug. And the problem with a drug is it feels good to use, but it gets addictive. And I'll do my case in point. Who got the biggest pop at WrestleMania this year? Last year? Steve Austin. Yeah. It wasn't close. Yeah. The second biggest pop at WrestleMania was The Undertaker. And that's not a bad thing. Those guys put in, like, and you want to talk about two guys who gave everything to that business. Those two guys get everything to the wrestling business. The Undertaker has probably the greatest career in, in WWE history. Yeah. I would 100% agree with that. And if you want to talk about how short Austin's career is, there's nobody who has a better five years than Austin's 96 to 2001. Nobody. Yeah, yeah it's true. And yet, we have some of the best wrestlers in the world working on WWE's roster. Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. Um, it's hard to remember all of them now because they keep firing some of my favorite ones, but uh, Sami Zayn is fantastic. 
Even Roman Reigns and the Usos are great. All of the New Day, fantastic. It, despite the fact they insist on calling him Gunther, another fantastic wrestler. So much talent. Drew McIntyre, obviously, goes without saying. And that you know, and then obviously the like, and then on top of that, a ridiculous women's division: Asuka, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte Flair. I could go on. And the same thing for AEW. Tons of talent in this roster. Especially with WWE releasing a lot of people that they probably shouldn't have. Do I think WWE is going to miss... Or do I think WWE made a mistake releasing Ty Conti? Yeah, but like... I don't know if they were going to develop... Yeah. Do I think it's the same thing as them releasing a Malachi Black? Or an Adam Cole. No. Or even a Brian Danielson. Yeah. No, it's not the same thing as that. And if WWE could have signed CM Punk, they would have. This is not an AEW thing. This is... Because, and I don't blame WWE for booking Steve Austin in a match at WrestleMania. I don't blame them for bringing back Goldberg. I don't blame them for, you know, doing all of these different things because that's what the fans want. They want their old heroes that they loved when they were younger. It's which is fine. It's just nostalgia is a drug, and it's dangerous for that reason. Okay, but like I feel like to that point. Watch this match front to back without interruption, fully, fully like taking it all in, and tell me it's the same thing as a Steve Austin comeback at WrestleMania 19 years after after he. Oh, I'm not saying it's the same thing. I like I'm not. I and I definitely understand where you're coming from in a sense that yes, this is this this whole thing is is a quick run for for CM Punk. Like he's not going to be there forever, but. He's also performed, I feel like, in especially in this match, at a level that most guys who are 10 years, 15 years younger than him hope to like eventually get to. And and while I'm sure you're like you have full warrant to disagree with me on a plenty of his matches in AEW that you don't feel like are where I think they are. Um, I, I I don't know, Kyle, man. This this one feels special. This one I feel like is gonna be the one that people are gonna be like, he he came back and he he wrestled good matches, yes, but then then he had the title match and he 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 did what he was supposed to do, like that's how I feel about this match. And and maybe I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and realize that Twitter thinks otherwise and the world thinks otherwise and I'm wrong. But like right now in this moment, this was the best that the best AEW match I think I've ever seen. So. For me, I think that I look at this pay-per-view and this pay-per-view is not hurt by the fact that this pay-per-view was safe. Wardlow and American Top Team were there they were won by the for the story reason. Right. Wardlow won because it like, you know, it made sense for Wardlow to win that match based on the stipulation. 
American Top Team won because Sammy Guevara is the most hated heel, and then Ty Conti the most hated heels in the company. Right. And that that you know the match sort of warranted it. Kyle O'Reilly over Derby Allen, I think, is a little bit of an upset, but like you know, it was also the most like thrown together match on the card. Uh, aside from that, safe, safe choices. Hardy's are safe choice. Jade Cargill's a safe choice. House of Black, especially the way they won, safe choice. Adam Cole, Dr. Britt Baker, very safe choices. Thunder Rosa winning, that's a safe choice. Jericho Appreciation Society winning, yeah, it's a safe choice. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus retaining, that's a safe choice. CM Punk winning, it's a very safe choice. Do you think that the Warner Media Discovery merger has anything to do with Punk winning? No, I don't. I think I think Punk Punk was always going to get the title. As soon as he came back and everybody, you know, had their big cry about CM Punk coming back, that was and like the the numbers that Punk was doing and like the merch he was selling and everything like that. It was like it was very clear he was going to win the title eventually, which I he doesn't need it, but fine. Do you think this is on the same level as Hogan coming back and winning the title? Um, Hogan when? Okay, okay. Do you think this is on the same level as Hogan holding the title uh, hostage through the NWO run? No. Because I don't... Because number don't one, think... Hogan couldn't wrestle CM Punk under the table. I don't think CM. Well, there's that, but like the NWO was exciting to start. It was a good idea. Yeah. And Hogan winning the title made sense in, in NWO WCW. It's just the, the NWO outlived its, its, you know, usefulness. Right. And then became dumb. And then split into multiple factions and was a whole, like, you know, it was a whole mess. CM Punk, I don't think, I will say this. The next Forbidden Door, he'll wrestle someone. Probably Okada. i not super interested in that match, to be honest, but like it, it'll be good. They'll do another show. Uh, they've got probably two more pay-per-views of this year, right? You expect all, Three, probably all, because they well, have, like after for after forbidden, forbidden door, I mean, just AEW pay per views. They'll have all out and, and full gear, probably. Um, yeah, they tend to call them the same every year, so I think it'll be one of it'll be those two, right? Yeah. Um, I'll make this prediction now. I think he retains it all out and loses it full gear. To who? I don't know. That's my problem. I have no idea. I think he he retains until winter is coming in December and loses to MJF on TV. Maybe. 
I don't think that's that's I think I think you have to get this title on MJF before the end of the year. Maybe. I think yeah. Cause I don't know who it would be aside from that. Like and what's what's clear about this show, like watching this the watching the, the match and everything is like it's like don't bother turning CM Punk heel. The fans want their nostalgia hit. I don't. I don't know that a heel run's actually going to be useful for him at this point. Well, it depends on. Like, I think that that depends on how you like your CM Punk. Like personally, I think he plays a great heel, so I'd be happy to see it. But I, I do understand where you're coming from in a sense that people do want that nostalgia kick. And it seems like for this guy, they don't want to let it go for some time. So him being champion as a babyface, sure, do it, whatever. Um, he, this guy was really emotional when he won the title. Like this, this obviously meant a great deal to CM Punk. Yeah, I um, think it, it. Like he's, and to be fair, he's only the sixth champion. Yeah. Like this belt has not been or sorry, the fifth champion. This belt has not been held by a lot of people. Right. Um Hangman ends up with the second longest reign with 197 days. I think talking about him as a champion is is interesting. Cause I think I think a lot of people are gonna call his championship a disappointment. To which I say, like, he had some of the best matches with that belt. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. I, I, I like, do not look at the look at it that way at all. I think it was a really good. Him winning was the probably the best story so far, and his. Um, and for his title reign, I think ultimately he was like, I think he ends up being a really great champion. I hope if he wants some time off, I hope he takes it. He gets the opportunity to take it. I also hope that um, he doesn't fall down the card too far. I don't because it would be so tempting to use him to like big up somebody but i think he's like he's he's a very good champion and yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens next but i don't know who takes this belt from cm punk i i the top name that comes to my mind is mjf as well but i have no idea what do you get? What are you going to give this pay per view? So I'm going to give it a five because there, there's nothing that made me upset about this, and every match was really, really good. I can't, I can't not give it a five. Yeah, I'm with but you. I'm giving this, I'm giving this show a five, though, saying that we're not going to get fives perpetually if we keep the booking this safe. It's a safe five, then. Yeah, it's a, it is, it is a, 
and not that I need like a shock championship. Like I, I don't want Jade Cargill to lose, for example. Like you know, like that would be that would be ridiculous. But I do think you know I wouldn't have been upset if Ruby Soho had won tonight. You know? No, I I agree with you. Or I, I wouldn't be upset if either like if both of them were swapped. I, I yeah. really enjoyed the idea of Joe and Ruby Soho winning the, the, the inaugural Owen Hart Foundation uh, tournament matches. Uh, like, and, and you're right. They, they were definitely safe choices. Yeah. That's sort of, that's the thing about it is it like, it feels like this whole pay-per-view they did, they did the thing, they went, they did this very by the numbers and that's fine, but it can't be every time. I like the House of Black for me is such a especially like the way they were presented tonight. That is a money stable, and they need to do something. I don't know what it is. They need to do something. Maybe Malachi is the guy to take the belt off Punk. I could be. Um, Andrade, same thing. I think I think he and Roosh should be chasing for the tag titles. Personally, I I love that idea, and I think like we that that's the big thing is that there needs to, like whatever it's gonna be for for a lot of these people it needs to lead somewhere, and so if the House of Black I'm hoping I'm I would love to see Malachi Bat Black chasing after the title maybe not right away, but soon. Um, I'm trying to think of who who the first challenger for Punk should be. I don't know. Let's go full nostalgia and let it be Sting. <laughs> Sting is is selling an injury on TV right now, so he. Uh, I think he is actually legitimately like hurt, hurt? but yes, okay. not like seriously. I don't think, but time will tell. Um, yeah. What are you gonna give this show? I'm giving it a five. I'm giving it a five as well. I uh, I I enjoyed what I saw for the most part. Like there wasn't anything that really offended me. I wasn't a huge fan of the American Top Team versus uh, Guevara, Kazarian, and and Conti match, but like it wasn't enough for me to be like this was a anything under a five. I I loved the main event. Uh, I loved the six man. The Jericho Appreciation Society versus Combat Club and Santana and Ortiz and Kingston match was it was something. Like I, I really wish they kept the music going and they could have changed the track. Like just play somebody else's theme song that you paid for. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Like I, I was I was digging it. Um the Kyle O'Reilly Darby Allen match was great. Uh while I wasn't as high on Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb as I thought I would be. Um it was a great it was a good match it was a good match and uh no i thought this pay-per-view was great so five all right uh rowland do you want to talk to the people about the social media stuff yeah so if you want to find us on twitter you can find us at at wn wallop on instagram we are just wn wallop on Facebook, we are Wednesday Night Wallop. Look for myself and Kyle Joseph's name. Uh, if you want to find me personally on Twitter, it's at R-Y-A-M Sport Report. 
Kyle, where can the fine folks who listen to Wednesday Night Wallop find you on Twitter? Uh, they can find me at LeRegendaryKJ. That is L-E-R-E-G-E-N-D-A-R-Y-K-J uh, on Twitter. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for Double Double or Nothing. And Kyle, send the people home happy. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening all the way the, to the end. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, we greatly appreciate you, and you have been walloped. See ya. You have been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.